Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to the South Vermilion Boys Basketball Podcast here on JLJ Media. In association with H. Goose Creek Productions. Now, on to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the South Vermilion High School Basketball Podcast, Rise as One. I'm Doug Hesselong here with Chris Wood and head coach of the South Vermillion uh, basketball, boys basketball program, Coach uh, Vince Marietta. Coach, congratulations on a good win after coming off of a tough uh, loss, you know, a week ago from from the Banks. No, thank you. Yeah, it was um, the Banks is one of those games, you know, just kind of the time, the situation, the scenario. You got to really get that next game to see how, you know, where your guys' heads really are at. Mm -hmm. You know, so to come off the adversity and the loss in overtime in the championship game, you know, and then to come out in our first quarter and kind of fire on both sides of the ball like we did, it shows that our guys, you know, they, they got over that game really quick and were ready to go out and get back on the winning side and prove how good they are. I know last week when we were talking a little bit uh, with the podcast, you you as, as the time that we were recording, you said the team was having a pretty good practice and a good week. I was kind of interested just from a standpoint to see just how they were going to react on Friday night. You never know, even though they may have had a great uh, practice, you just never know how that, that, that game is going to play out on a Friday night. And uh, like you said, that first quarter – where they went 22 and four, uh, went on a run of 22 to four at the end of the first quarter. Yeah. And you know, that's the thing is when you take, take the competition to playing a team like Edgewood, who has had nothing but success against South Vermillion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we had mentioned prior that, you know, last year, uh, we beat Edgewood at Edgewood, you know, first couple of weeks of the season and it uh, snapped the fifth longest losing streak in the state of Indiana. South Vermillion had lost 19 straight to Edgewood, you know, so, so getting a win against the team, you know, uh, that well coached and that much success. And then, you know, ending their season in the sectional last year too. So, you know, from going, you know, 0 and 19 to 2 and 0, we knew we were going to get a very good game from them. You know, we knew, you know, and looking at their record, you know, they were one in three, but, you know, two of those losses were single digits to 4A schools. So they're they're way better than what their record is. They're well coached. You know, so it was kind of one of those games, too, when we talked about, you know, hey, you know, what, what we want to achieve this year. You know, those are the types of games you got to show up for. Well, we did. We had a great week of practice. It was a good bounce back week after the banks. And, you know, they they had told me they were ready and, you know, they were ready to kind of, you know, show out and put on a good show. And they did. I mean, I can't be upset coming out with another double digit win against, a, you know, a sectional opponent. Sure. Now we can't say so much of the second quarter win as as good as the first quarter, right? And I know we were mm-hmm. talking a little bit uh, off the air. And one thing that we were talking about is, even though we were twenty two to four, Edgewood came back at one point, tied the game up at twenty four twenty four there in the second quarter. And we were talking off the air, and and I even said to you, Coach, I said <laughs> I never got the sense um, from a stand. Uh, from a fan standpoint that you as a coach or the players really got flustered in that second quarter 
Obviously, you didn't play the type of game or the quarter that you wanted for a good portion of that, but I never saw you really panic. Um, and, and I just wanted to see, make sure we were reading that correctly as a fan. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think when we look back at the, you know, what has prepared us to make a run in March, um, it's going to be quarters like the second quarter, not quarters like the first quarter. Mm -hmm. I mean, to, to fans, you know, they saw, you know, us hit a lot of shots, do a lot of special things uh, in the first quarter, you know, and to go up 22 to four, you know, that's, that's significant. I mean, some of it was just shots weren't falling for Edgewood and we had shots fall, but our offense was in rhythm. Our offense played, you know, we were flowing uh, defensively. We contested everything. And when you go up 22 to four as a high school kid, you know, it's real easy to say, Hey, like the game's over. Like, you know, right. we, we're already up 18 and, you know, I reminded them at the end of the first quarter, like this team's, it's not a type, you know, Edgewood's not a team that you're just going to bury in eight minutes. You know, they're going to fight back. They're well-coached, well-disciplined, you know, have a, have a winning culture over there. And sure enough, you know, we win the first quarter, you know, 22 to four, and then we get beat in the second quarter, 20 to nine, you know, and a lot of it was just, you know, we took bad shots and they hit, they hit a lot of shots, but they were uncontested. You know, we were just happy and we knew that we could kind of take some time off. And that's, that's where we've got to get things, you know, cleaned up is understanding that, you know, whether you're up 10 or you're down 10, you're playing 32 minutes championship basketball. And, you know, it's, you don't want to play your best basketball in December, but it still gives us, you know, we see, we see what we're capable of doing. And I wholeheartedly think that first quarter is what we are capable of doing for four quarters. We're just sure. not there yet. And that's a good thing. Sure. Coach, one of the things uh, that was really impressive to me is Aiden Wallace had 26 points on the night, but um, Brayson, uh, Schultz had 21 on the night. I mean, we were talking earlier when you have multiple weapons, uh, it's hard to stop. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is people, you know, Brayson put up a quiet 21. It was kind of like Owen Valley. Luke Bush put up a quiet 21. You know, we've got four or five guys that are capable of putting 20 up a game, but they're selfless basketball players. They're team guys, you know, so Dylan Condor and I actually had a conversation Friday after school and it was just, Hey, you know, with the you know, with the offensive firepower we got and the capability of scoring the ball, we've got four or five guys that can go off on any given night. We hadn't seen anybody kind of have that night where they go off. You know, Aiden was efficient. He had 26, you know, but he he hit seven threes. You know, he was he was one from tying the school record. And so people remember those shots, you know, but they don't remember what Brayson did. You know, he only had a couple threes, but had, you know, some second chance putbacks, gets to the rim, you know, gets fouled, gets to the free throw line. You know, and we had another eight to nine guys score too. You know, that's the thing is it's not, you know, three guys scoring a game, you know, like a lot of teams, you know, we're getting six, seven guys scoring, you know, eight to 14 points. And if you do have that one guy, you know, like Aiden, you know, then their defensive focus has to be put on him. But then you got a guy like Brayson who can go put up a quiet 22. It just, it's a, it's a matchup nightmare. And I think the guys that took a good opportunity when they did go to the free throw line, you were talking about free throws. I think we went 10 for 13 from the free throw line. Does that sound about right? Yeah, yeah. We shot, um, you know, we didn't shoot any free throws in the first. Um, you know, we were three or four in the first, or in the fourth, I'm sorry. We were three or four in the first, four or six in the second, and three or three in the third. Still not where I want to be. You know, when, when you look again, kind of go back to Park Heritage, you know, we missed four free throws. We lost by three. You know, those free throws are critical in certain games, you know, so we're not where we need to be. But, yeah, I mean, they stepped up. They knocked down a high percentage of them. 
and you know we just we we shot the ball pretty well minus the minus the second quarter we shot 54 percent in the first we shot 44 in the third we shot 47 in the fourth so but they were just efficient shots that's the thing is you know we my wife and i were talking we were watching film yesterday as you know we were making the extra pass every time we were getting you know we might have a good shot but we threw one more pass to get a great shot and when you watch games like that those shots just fall you know, and our guys took advantage of that, you know, and moved the ball. They were very active. And yeah, so, I mean, we got to the, you know, we, we scored, we needed to, we got to the free throw line, we needed to, and we converted enough and, you know, to get out with another 13 point win, couldn't be happier. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and kind of going back to that second quarter uh, again, coach, I mean, especially in, in sports, high school sports, you always, uh, the momentum seems to swing to one side and then it always, not always, but a lot of times, uh, there's always that counterbalance that swings back to the other side that you, as a coach, you as a player and a fan, expect uh, the other team to have at least one, maybe two pushes to come back and make the game competitive. And it looked like that's exactly what happened to Edgewood in the second quarter. But the third <clears throat> fourth, it just didn't seem like they could muster that um, that comeback. Yeah, you know, and what we did is we made them pay – when they turn the ball over, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that we put a lot of focus into this week is, uh, you know, getting consecutive stops and getting, getting points off those stops, you know, so looking, you know, Edgewood had, you know, 22 turnovers and we had uh, 31 points on turnovers, you know, so whenever we did get takeaways, we took advantage of them, you know, so when we have 31 points on turnovers and they had 10, 20, 21 point swing just on turnovers. I mean, that's how you win games. It's not necessarily executing every set correctly or properly in the half court. It's, you know, making sure you can double down and maximize on those extra possessions and to get 31 points on turnovers. I mean, that's, that's going to set you up for success, you know, 99 out of a hundred times. Yeah. yeah. And capitalizing on your <clears throat> mistake is always a, a, is a good thing. And they're, I don't say cheap, easy points, but they're, they can be very effective. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, you know, basketball is one of those unique things where you can't guarantee shots are going to fall every time you throw them up. So it's, you know, what are you going to do to make sure that at the end of the game, you've got more points than them. And, you know, that's kind of where our focus has been and just, you know, getting extra offensive possessions by limiting them on offense, you know, and we, we played another aggressive defensive game. And like I said, you know, couldn't be happier with, you know, the, the points we put up, you know, and 31 in turnovers and 13 in transitions. So that's 44 points, you know, just on r- running ahead and hitting ahead and making sure you maximize on the things you should. So, yeah, you know, that's that's kind of where we were at. You know, we we executed our game plan again and, you know, we've done that. You know, this was the third time we've done it this year and we've got three wins. So that, then that's always a good thing. So, uh <laughs> Coach, you end the uh, you go into halftime up seven um, against Ed Wood. What was the atmosphere like in the locker room going into halftime? It was, um, you know, they were they were happy. You know, they were happy, and it wasn't that they were happy again about the first quarter. It was they were happy that they escaped the first half with a lead. You know, there were there were times I'm sure you know, everybody in the crowd were looking at me like, why is this guy not calling a timeout? You know, when they're going on that run right. in the second quarter, but I wasn't going to do it. You know, it's, I, I think sometimes coaches kind of bail out their players uh, and, and they need to learn how to handle the adversity. You know, what if, what if I don't have a timeout, right. you know, or what if it's a tight game and I have to save that timeout for the fourth quarter, you know? So it was, Hey, we, we understood, you know, that we played a very good eight minutes and then we play a very poor five minutes. 
Well, then that last three minutes, actually, on one of their timeouts, they came over and I was getting ready to tell them stuff that they were already saying, hey, we got to we got to fix this. We got to get back to what we were doing. And they did. And they spread it out again. And so there was never any concern on my side. It was just a matter of like, okay, how long are they going to go until they, you know, figure out that what they're doing is not working. And that's taking poor shots, making poor decisions with the balls and not contesting, you know, open shots. And, you know, it's not just Edgewood, it's Indiana high school basketball. These guys that play varsity basketball, they're able to make an open shot. And that's all we did. We didn't hit, they didn't hit a whole lot of crazy shots. They just hit open shots. So, you know, halftime they were, they were happy, but you realize that, um, Hey, I wasn't going to live off my first eight minutes. It was, Hey, we've got 16 more minutes and we know that, you know, basketball being a game of runs, they're going to give us another push. Right. And, and thank goodness they didn't have enough gas in the tank, if you will, to uh, give a, in my opinion, uh, a very serious run either in the third or in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we were plus 11 in Q3, you know, so whenever we take that, you know, double digit lead at that point, it's just, you know, you got to be tight. You got to be smart in the fourth quarter. And it's one of those things where you don't want to get into an exchange basket game. But when you're up double digits, you can exchange baskets. At that point, we're kind of forcing their hand to say, hey, they've got to go out and get consecutive stops. And we took more, you know, efficient shots. Our, you know, our effective field goal percentage was about 50 percent in the fourth quarter. So the shots we took were good quality shots. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's, it's always way better to go up in the fourth than it is down in the fourth because then you got to fight from behind. Absolutely. You know, and, and also, you know, when you're up double digits, the pressure is on the opponent at that point and you could afford to, to milk the clock a little bit uh, in that fourth quarter and, and um, kind of run the clock down a little bit as well. And that, yeah, and that's what we did. You know, when we were in the half court, we made sure, you know, we moved the ball, we threw the extra passes and then but we kept the same game plan too. If they, you know, if we could force a turnover, we're going to attack and try to get the easy points. And that's what we did. And, you know, like I said, you take away five minutes in that second quarter, they played a pretty flawless game, but that five minutes was scary. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at the stat sheets, coach, once again, on rebounds, we were pretty uh, consistent there. Bracing at eight total. Uh, Aiden had seven. Bush had six. Condor had five. It's all over the place. I mean, it looks like they were pretty efficient. Uh, Luke had six assists. Um, looking at uh, steals, Luke had four steals. Garzolini had three steals. I mean, the guys, uh, it looks like we're pretty consistent and, and straight across the board, as we've talked about in the past, of scoring. They're, 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 uh, other aspects of the game, they're pretty uh, consistent as well. Yeah. And that's, you know, we've, we've put a focus on that too, is, you know, everybody pays attention to, you know, the highlight reels on Friday night, seeing who makes the shots and stuff, but we've been putting a big emphasis on uh, stuffing the stat sheet. You know, it's, it's not just getting one column. It's how many columns can you get, you know? And so when people look at Luke Bush's game and they're like, well, Luke didn't have that 25 point game. No, but you know, he had eight points. He had, you know, seven assists, which led to at least another 14 points. And you throw in the four steals, which when I talked about, you know, our points on transition, I mean, Luke was very efficient. And then we, we talked all week, like this was a game, you know, that Dom was going to be able to come in and get some minutes for us. And, you know, everybody thinks that, you know, Dom Garzellini is just that, you know, QB one under the lights, but the dude is savvy on the court. He's got great IQ. He's got good court awareness. And yeah, I mean, he just put himself in good positions, you know, especially, you know, in their third, when they did make a push, you know, there at the beginning of the third quarter, I mean, he got three steals that led to four points. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, again, it just goes to the balance of our team. You know, it's, it's very hard. It's, it's very hard to stop seven, eight guys that can do 
what most teams, you know, can do in three with three guys. And, you know, we've got any given, you know, eight, nine guy rotation that can, it's just matchup nightmares for people and, and they're bought in the team basketball. So yeah, what you're seeing is you're seeing the selflessness of the team too. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I kind of feel like sometimes we're a broken record here. We've been saying this thing, same thing week after week, but the uh, consistency the uh, um, of the team and, and the what do we say that the, the playing diversity, I mean, they're just all over the place, all the guys and, and it's hard to stop all of them. Yeah. And, you know, you look at our first couple of games and those were, you know, big games for, you know, Jack and Eli Dalby and, you know, and then we went a little small against park heritage and we, you know, you got to play matchups too. So when Edgewood goes small, you know, one of our big focuses was uh, their big guy, number 44 Renard. when he was in the game, we put a lot on Jack and Dalby, you know, is, Hey, we've got to, uh, you got to go in and battle those guys because when we go small, we don't have anybody can really match up with them. But whenever we match them and we went small with them, then, you know, we get five, six guys in a rotation on the court that are all guards that are all capable, you know, all capable of, you know, putting up double digits. It's, you can't defend us. I mean, that's the thing. It takes a bad night for us to be, you know, really stop. So, but that's, you know, it's the beauty of, you know, the same thing though, where Jack and Eli, they're okay with their role. You know, right. that night they knew it was a small guy night and coming into this week and, you know, at Tarot South and Clay City, it might be a big guy night. And, you know, the good thing is our guards are the same, you know, they just want to get wins. That's it. Yeah. You know, coach, uh, you were talking about being it's tough for us to stop being stopped on uh, our offense. Um, but I thought Parker Weir and somebody we didn't talk about uh, at, during the Heritage game uh, last week, but I thought he came in the past game and this last game against Edgewood. Parker Weir he had, what, nine points, I think, uh, th- this uh, past Friday night. But I thought he put a lot of defensive pressure up, up front on the ball. And it looked to me like that forced a lot of quick shots by Edgewood. He actually, the team, and with his presence, kind of helped uh, force some shots that probably looking back, Edgewood would have preferred not to have taken. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. When you look at our guys, I mean, they're kind of just mirror images of each other. Yeah. You know, when we roll out anybody from, you know, defensively from Luke to Brayson with their length, you know, their length and their skill set. And then, you know, we try to go small and more aggressive. I mean, when you have to look at Dylan Condor, you've got to look at Parker Weir, you've got to look at Aiden Wallace. I mean, mm-hmm. that's our big focus is putting defensive pressure on the ball, you know, making those passes harder for the, you know, the entry passes to their bigs. And if we can just stay in their face and, you know, make them uncomfortable, it leads to sloppy passes. And then our athletes on the backside can go take them. And that's something, you know, Parker's kind of embraced that role, you know, and Parker's a varsity athlete. You know, he's a stand down on the football field, stand out on the baseball field. And he's sure. just, he's bought into basketball now too, which is great for us. And, you know, it's just, it, it makes it a lot more fun for us to have guys that are bought in committed to, you know, winning, than just guys that are worried about themselves. And, you know, and the, the crazy thing about our roster is we've got other guys that we haven't even talked about yet that are going right. to be impact players this year. I mean, it's just, like I said, on any given night, it's anybody's game. And we've got a bunch of dudes that can be that spot. 
Yeah. Well, and the great thing is we're only four games in uh, the season right now, so we got plenty of basketball uh, to talk about. And uh, at this point, I think what we're going to do is uh, Chris is going to talk about our sponsor. And then, Coach, when we come back from the break, I want to talk about these upcoming games that's going to be uh, Friday and Saturday night. We would like to thank our sponsor of the month of December, Sue Rear Photography by Suzanne Moulton. Sue Rear Photography is the premier high school senior photographer in our area. She is a natural light photographer that is in the Park Vermilion, Vigo County area. She is absolutely amazing. We uh, have, Doug, you and I have both used that photography for our boys as well. Uh, she's absolutely fantastic. You need to look her up. You can find her on Facebook at Sue Rare Photography by Suzanne Moulton or call her cell phone, 812-201-7734. Sue Rare Photography by Suzanne Moulton, thank you very much for being our sponsor. Uh, and you have the opportunity to be our sponsor as well. If you have a business that is interested in sponsoring the basketball podcast, Rise as One, we would love to talk to you. Get in contact with us. But this month, thank you to Sue Rear Photography by Suzanne Moulton. Absolutely. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Coach, uh, so Friday night was uh, the game. You're off until this coming Friday, the 15th, where the Wildcats will be traveling to Terre Haute <laughs> South to take on the Braves. Tip off seven thirty, and I believe they're three and one as as well. So both teams are three and one going into this matchup. What are some of your thoughts going into uh, Friday's game? So Tarot South was always a team, you know, traditionally that you just as a as a Wildcat, you're just like, man, I don't really want to play these guys, you know, just this the the history and the trends. Right. Um, last year, you know, we we played them well. Last year, you know, we were tied at halftime, uh, and then we just kind of ran out of gas. This is the type, you know, this weekend actually is the type, you know, of non-conference games we want. We want those teams that are going to test us. And you get to see two completely different teams, you know, stylistically and size, you know, going into Terre Haute South. You know, like you said, they're three and one. They just came off their first loss of the year against Avon. You know, they played a couple 4A schools and they have a ton of success. They got a lot of offensive firepower, too. You know, they're fast. They're well-skilled. They've got a ton of guys that can shoot it at a high clip. But our guys are more excited now for that game. You know, it's like it's it's we've kind of changed that culture of like, man, I don't want to play these guys to, hey, let's be that team that goes and beats these guys. You know, so this is the first game, you know, that we've really thought about, you know, like, hey, let's go in, let's focus, let's execute and let's kind of show what we're all about. You know, and I've got a bunch of guys that, have, you know, they've been blowing me up since Friday. Hey, like, can we get the scout ready? You know, what are we going into practice Monday for? You know, who's going to match up with two? Like, you know, everybody wants to guard their best guys. Sure. You know, and so, you know, I'm excited to get into Friday. You know, Coach Lewis has a good team this year. Like I said, they've got a lot of kind of similar to us. they got a lot of guys that can score the ball and it should be a fun game. Yeah. Well, and this, this is a team that is somebody that you potential could be seeing in the classic here uh, again a couple weeks later. So it, it could be a, a fun atmosphere come Friday night. Absolutely. You know, and, and Tarot South fans, they always show up and show out. The student section is going to be there. You know, yeah. we know what we're getting into. But those are the uh, those are the types of environments that you live for in high school basketball, especially in Indiana. You want the crowd booing and you want them all fired up. And, you know, it, to go in there, you know, come, you know, on the road, get a win, come back and prepare, you know, for Saturday against Clay City. I mean, it's just one of those games where it's like, you know, I'm ready. to. I love practice. Don't get me wrong, but I'm ready yeah. to get them on the court Friday and Saturday to watch them play. Yeah. You know, and, and um, you know, we talked a little bit about this last week is uh, for me, from a fan, 
I don't like the idea of going Friday to Friday without having a game somewhere in between there. And, and that's just the jealousy of me being a fan. I, I, I prefer more of a Tuesday, Friday or Tuesday, Saturday rotation. So you get two games in a week, but I understand also that there's more uh, to it than just pleasing the fans. There's, you have to share the court with other uh, teams, other events with the um, um, with the school corporation. So that's understandable. And then, like you said, we'll be home on Saturday, the sixteenth, versus Clay City. Thoughts on them? You know, Clay City again. Coach Ames, he has a good team over there. You know, somehow Clay City's always been that one A team that just they're good. You know, it, mm-hmm. you might just you have the misconception of oh, they're the small, you know small town, you know, in Clay County, but here they are again this year. You know, they're five and one right now. They've got some big wins. Their only loss is Linton. Um, you know, they just came off a win against Bloomfield, you know, Friday night, who's a ranked one, a team. They beat them by about 20. Then they, you know, had a game against Monrovia, beat them by about 25. And last year, you know, that this is the first game, you know, last year they, they went on a tear early. They won 17 games last year, uh, but this was our first game last year. We kind of, you know, went in our slump. We had a terrible shooting performance at Clay City. It was a hostile crowd, and it always is there. You know, that, that that's one of my favorite gyms to go to. We ended up losing a really tight game down there, and so this was the first, you know, weekend where last year you know, we started so well last year. This is the first weekend that kind of put us in our little slump, our little midseason you know, rut we had, and so to see how we're going to handle that's good. Uh, you know, the stylistically they play different but we know it's both games are going to be physical and these are the weeks with games like this though I'm like you or you know Doug where I like I like to have a Tuesday Friday because it's really hard as a coach you know and and as a player you know I'm sitting here on you know Sunday night starting to watch Tarot South but then knowing like I don't have much time to scout Clay City after that you know so I've got to get all this film in for two teams and I've got you know I can't lose focus on Tarot South but I also know you know we roll it out Friday night and then Saturday you know we're shooting around for Clay City so it's a it's a big mental week too and it's a lot on the high school kids too because you know they've got school they've got class they've got homework they've got tests and now I need them to prepare for a game on Friday that we're going to have a completely different game plan for on Saturday. But, you know, so when you look at it, you know, we're playing, you know, all three of us have one loss going into this weekend and somebody's going to come out with a couple losses, but I do, uh, I am excited for our guys, you know, and it's going to be a good test going, you know, this close to the classic to kind of see where we're at. Well, and and I just like the idea that um, you as a team, it's going to be tested on a couple of different levels. Obviously Terre Haute South is a little bigger in terms of uh, school size uh, where Clay City, uh, you know, may be a 1A school, but they're going to bring some firepower as well. And there's that 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 rival and, and that um, uh, a little bit of a test uh, that's going to be bringing on how can you go back-to-back games. Yeah, and, and it's, you know, Tarot South's always very athletic, very fast, always have a lot of offensive power, you know, firepower. They can get up and pressure you defensively. And Clay City is kind of like that, you know, when you kind of compare it to the WRC, they're kind of like that North Vermilion style where, you know, what they lack in skill, they max out and hustle. But Clay City has got the skill as well. You know, like I said, you come off a 17 win season, best, you know, season in, in school history, and they've got all their guys back. You know, they've they only know how to play gritty basketball down there. But then when you kind of, you know, throw in the skill, you know, and the will to win and the, you know, the culture of winning now, I mean, they know how to play championship basketball. You know, so 
oh no, it's going to be a weekend. We're going to come out with bumps and bruises and we're going to have to do a lot to succeed. But I do think, you know, we, we've been preaching effort on our guys, you know, and if you kind of put forth the effort, you know, they have for four games, you know, they, they put in enough effort. They played good enough to win against Park Heritage. You know, the ball just sure. didn't fall. Um, but you know, you, you can't, you can't not bring that effort. So as long as that effort's there, we'll be in a position to win both games for sure. Absolutely. And you've already been tested a little bit, Park Heritage. <clears throat> I mean, that was no kickwalk. It's not like you've had a pretty easy, uh, schedule up to this point either. Yeah. You know, we, we, we were joking about that, you know, yesterday is, you know, you take that overtime three pointer against the ninth ranked team in the state, you know, we're the only team left in the W, you know, in the Wabash Valley, it's undefeated. Yeah. You know, and so our one loss, you know, was at Park Heritage. You know, they're a top 10 ranked team in the state. They know how to win. They played in the semi-state last year. So, and I still don't think we put out our best product Yeah, That's the thing is we are yet to, you know, see ourselves. You know, we've seen glimpses of it. You know, we finally sure. got to see a quarter glimpse, you know, against, you know, Edgewood on Friday night. But we're not where we need to be. Uh, but as long as the effort's there, I do think everything will fall in line for us to at least compete. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, Coach, any parting words that uh... – the fans should take um, uh, with them this week as we get ready to do, uh, travel down to Terre Haute South on uh, Friday night, uh, December the 15th. Tip off for varsity at 730. And then again, we'll be at home on Saturday, December the 16th against Clay City. Again, that uh, tip off is scheduled <clears throat> roughly around 730 after the, the JV. Any closing words, Coach? No, you know, it's, it's, it's good to see the fans back in the stands, you know, at South Vermillion, you know, we're finally, you know, both levels getting filled up. Uh, we're, we're putting out an exciting product of basketball this year. So just stay tuned, see what we're, you know, going to accomplish. And, and Saturday, maybe we'll have a special surprise on the court. Yeah. Well, you know, coach, and I think you brought up a great point. Uh, I was very surprised, pleasantly surprised. I mean, this in a positive way that when I looked around and saw that second level uh, behind us, was uh, filled. I was like, yeah, yeah. That, that felt like Indiana basketball right there. Absolutely. And that's what I told the guys, you know, is I told them last year, Hey, you want people to come watch you play? You got to learn how to win. Right. You know, it's hard. It's hard to come support a losing program, you know, but Clinton's always been a supportive community. So you, you do have your fans that show up every day, but right. if you want to fill those bleachers, you got to have a product that people want to watch. And you know, what we did last year, we were able to accomplish last year and what we kind of transitioned into the start of this season. We're putting out a special, you know, product that people are enjoying and it's, it's only going to get better. So you just make sure you're staying tuned, watching us and see what we're going to be able to get done this year. The, the fans, uh, the stands were packed with uh, both the, the adult fans, let's call them in the student section. The band was there playing. It was, uh, as Doug said, small town in Indiana basketball at its finest. Absolutely. You want those small town businesses closed down for the game on Friday night. And we're getting there. It's, it's only going to get better. We'll all meet at Taco Bell after the game, Coach. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, Coach, thanks again for coming on this episode. And, uh, uh, again, congratulations for the victory against Edgewood, 65-52 to 52, this past Friday night. And then good luck against Terrell South and Clay City this coming weekend, the 15th and the 16th. Uh, Terrell South on the road, Clay City at home this coming Saturday night. Uh, good luck to the Wildcats, Coach. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Coach.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.